Thank you for joining us for Three Bs on the Law podcast, hosted by Trisha Barita, Camille Canali, and Susan Dawson. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only, not meant to provide legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also remember, laws change or they differ by jurisdiction. So this is not a substitute for seeking legal counsel in your jurisdiction on the current law applicable to you. Welcome today on uh, 3Bs on the Law podcast. We're so excited to be here. I'm Trisha, the Texas Bee. Hi, I'm Susan, the Illinois and Wisconsin Bee. And I'm Camille, the California Bee. And today we're going to be talking about um, stress as a potential disability uh, in the workplace or personal and kind of how to handle the different issues related to that. Um, just as a reminder of what a disability is under the Americans with Disabilities Act, it's an individual who has a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activities um, or the someone that has a record of such an impairment or is regarded as having such an impairment. So now that's like the legal definition of, um, you know, coming from the federal law. Uh, states also have their own ways of um, handling disability. I'm sure we'll each weigh in on that. But Stress as a disability is kind of interesting because, um, first of all, it's it falls along the lines of starting to get into these more difficult disabilities if it rises to the level of disability that you can't blatantly see. You know, if someone has a disability where it's super clear, um, that's a little different than when we're dealing with something like stress or even any of these type of potential mental impairments. And so... Um, Susan, why don't you talk a little bit about like how stress can sort of present itself to like an employer? Well, usually what what the businesses that I talk about when this comes up, what, what happens is the, the employee starts talking about how stressed they are at work, how stressed out they are, um, how the, the demands of the job are um, causing other whether physical or mental, um, you know, problems or struggles for them. A lot of times what, what I've seen is individuals will, will talk about going, you know, they're, you know, they, I mentioned that they're seeing a therapist or might even come in with a doctor's note saying, you know, the stress is, um, you know, affecting their, their, their life and they need a reduction in hours or, or reduction in, um, in job duties, right? So it can come, it can, it can be subtle or it can be direct where they, where they're, they come right out with it and say, I want these accommodations. And it's, it's difficult because for the employer, you're thinking, well, but that's your job, right? It's your job. You ever, you know, stress is life. A lot of people will say, right? Like, you know, <laughs> it's work, yeah. right? It's uh not, you know, supposed to be easier. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, I think Susan, you're totally right. Right? Like, isn't isn't the big question around something like this? Um, isn't everybody stressed at some point? So when does stress rise to disability? Uh, isn't that kind of the tricky one? Because right. um, doesn't everyone get stressed? So does everyone have this stress disability? You know? Right. I mean, that's that's the problem. What do you, what about? What do you think, Camille? I mean, what it comes, what ha, what do you think when you're when you're here about stress as a disability in the workplace? 
Well, I, I think we also need to keep in mind and kind of point out that, that stress doesn't necessarily, to be limiting, have to come from the workplace. I think that's an important determination that employers need to make. You know, if someone, you know, to use a kind of extreme example, has a child who is terminally ill, that could be causing stress that is substantially limiting in their life and their job that's causing them a disability, but it's not a workplace disability, they're entitled still to the leave if they need it, obviously. Um, but if you have a workplace stressed caused disability, you may very well have a workers compensation claim. As a matter of fact, you probably do have a workers compensation claim and need to offer them the paperwork if that is their claim. And so I think you first have to make the distinction of whether it is workplace stress or home stress that's causing the disability. And then you need to do, you know, the workers comp analysis, which the workers comp doctor will likely provide you with the restrictions that the employee needs or a home-based one in which their private doctor would likely provide them with those uh, restrictions per their needs. Right. Yeah, that's good point. Yeah. So, yeah. and then you have to do the whole accommodation analysis uh, with respect to that. Right. Yeah. That's what, I mean, that's what, where we end up when, when I, when I have this, when I'm talking to businesses about this situation where we end up is all right, well, we're in the interactive process, right. That we're in that phase where they, they now are saying I have a disability and here is the accommodation that I'm requesting. And you now have to determine whether or not that accommodation is reasonable. And I always remind people, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that the, in, the individual requests a reasonable accommodation. It's the individual requests an accommodation to be determined if it's reasonable, right? So just because they request it doesn't mean it has to be granted. This is now where you begin to talk about what is and what is reasonable. And the, the bigger problem is for businesses is to prove that it's unreasonable and has to be an undue burden on the business, which is a incredibly high bar. And a lot of businesses will say, well, it's just too much work. I, I can't, um, you know, we can give them like a week, but that's it. And then you have to say, well, would your, if you, if they asked for a week and a day, would your business fold? No. Well then a week and a day could be reasonable. What about you have to have that conversation? Um, but it can be really difficult when it, it's not like you said, Trisha, when it's not a, an, obvious disability um or you know we're not you know someone didn't it's not a they didn't damage their back and they have to go have surgery or something like that it's it's the job maybe or home causing this stress and now the accommodation is generally uh, reduction in job duties and um maybe time off um reduction in hours and if that was the job the employer brought them on for there it's a lot of times there's they struggle with, with wanting to give this as accommodation, right? Um, so it can be a challenge. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I don't know if I'm devil's advocate to you guys on this too because I'm not sure. Like, but uh, I don't think stress is always a disability. So I think that you have to do that first before you even get into the accommodation analysis. I think you know um, stress can come from very. Um, you know, serious issues with an employee like PTSD, other mental, um, you know, conditions. 
And the source of that stress or what that stress is may make a differential as to whether or not it rises up to that physical physical or mental impairment that is substantially limiting one or major life activities. I just think um, not all stress maybe will be a disability under the ADA. Uh, I, I think that um, I think you kind of have to figure that out because it can be stressful uh, for the employer <laughs> to, you know, be on pins and needles trying to figure out, oh my God, everyone's stressed out because we have this huge thing going on at work where everyone's trying to meet this deadline. Does that rise to now everyone's under a disability? And I'm thinking it doesn't, right? So at least that's kind of the way that I see it. I think you you have to sort of go through the steps like you do with all, um, you know, and mental health has been a big issue for the EOC. They're super targeting it because there's been a lot of abuses by employers on not recognizing it as a real disability. And it falls under, I think, that umbrella where you have to go through those steps of you're not going to see it, but you don't always have to assume that um, whatever it is, this, this mental health issue that may be presenting itself, that it's not there. You kind of have to sort of take a step back, be neutral and go through the steps of having that discussion with the employee, potentially even requesting you know, the medical information from their physician to outline what the limits and whether or not it substantially limits or one major life activity. I just think that's important because the accommodation stuff is already tricky enough. And I feel like employers always want to go to the end. Like as soon as they think there's an ADA issue, they're like, well, I'm never going to do this. Or, you know, like I'm never, they've already got all these decisions they've made. And I can't always, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Like you're in something you, legally, you're supposed to, you know, participate in the interactive process. So stop going to the end of what you're never going to do and tell me all those things. Let's go back to the beginning and just identify what is the physician or the, um, the healthcare provider saying about what is going on with the employee's ability to work, and then go from there and say, and what is the potential accommodations that we could consider that would then meet that? And then you engage in that process. It's so hard. I feel like um, they want to, they want to get have a lot of opinions about what the employee wants, and then they are already making decisions about what they can do. And I think sometimes um, it just to slow them down for a minute and and really like participate in the interactive process can be the most challenging piece sometimes for an employer. Yep. Yeah, and not to throw a wrench in things, but to make things more complicated, if it's not a work-related injury, there are other types of leave that employers may be required to provide. You know, there's FMLA leave, and, think, and other state-based leaves that we're not going to get into because then that gets really complicated for this conversation. Well, don't but, forget, we have another uh, podcast on that topic. They can, yeah. always, they can go check out that, that podcast. Um, <laughs> but it, this really is a complicated um, solution that's not one size fits all. But at the same time, you know, I know we've talked a lot. You have to treat your worst employee like you would treat your best employee. You have to treat everyone equally. And so that is also something that employers often forget about. And if they really like the employee and the employee is a great performer, they're more willing to bend over backwards than an employee who is not um, such a good performer. And so that's also something that's very important to keep in mind. Yeah, which is difficult because sometimes these mental illnesses step in and cause the performance issues. So that's where you get into the discrimination issue. Okay. I, I think, does it, do you guys have anything else to add? Because I think this is pretty good. No. No, I mean, it just, right. it's, a, it's a complicated, complicated um, situation, right? So yeah, we can so go on for hours, take, but I think we're good. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think take it day by day. I'm, I always say yeah. that, like, just take it a little slower with these mental health conditions, potentially. Um, but with that, uh, thanks for listening today. And uh, that is a wrap on three B's on the law. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast of three B's on the law. Don't forget to like and subscribe to our podcast. We also welcome any comments. If you'd like to get in touch with us or suggest a future topic, you can email us at 3-T-H-R-E-E-B-S-ON-THE-LAW at gmail.com. And because we're lawyers, we need to remind you that this podcast is not meant to provide you with legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. Thank you again for joining us and have a great day.